Hello and welcome to the official Leeds United podcast with me, Matthew Lewis, and the one and only Michael Bridges. How are you, mate? Great to see you again, mate. Great to hear your voice. And finally, this season is underway. We're off. We're off. That was a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> that was, uh... It certainly was. Do you, know, do you know what it was? Obviously, doing the having the interview with Charlie Cresswell in the podcast. That was that was yeah. cracking. You know, he was he was very upbeat. He, he he was full of enthusiasm, getting ready for that first game. And then we get to the first game of the season. The players came out and they were putting on a performance with a possession. And at half time, we're two 0 down because of two stupid <laughs> chances. And I'm thinking, hang on, what have I just seen here? This is this is totally like Leeds United. And I'm sitting with me. I'm sitting um, doing LUTV and one of me mates as Texans going how can this be and I'm thinking hang on if there's anything positive to take out of it it's the chances we created and they've got to come out and have the same kind of attitude and I think what they showed Matt was a load of resolve resilience yeah. and the fans getting behind them they've embraced it and the performances I mean I think it was 20 odd shots to six of theirs but they had two on target we had something right. like double figures the the final third entry is just insane and if it's I know there's a lot of fans want to talk about the negatives and that. I'll talk about the positives because there's a lot to take from that game. And yeah. I'm so happy that we're going to see some attractive attacking football with numbers inside the final third. Um, and obviously, we're going to have to be careful on the transition moments. But all in all, I've got to say it was I was I came away scratching my head thinking two minutes before the final whistle, we are scraping a point in the first game of the season. But then we get a point and you're going, right, there's a lot we can take from this going forward because we've found a way. There's a handful of games like that that I can remember from the championship in years gone by yeah. where we lose that game 2-0. Yeah. And and we didn't. And, and you know, we were playing so well that I, if that had been last season, I'd have been livid at halftime, but I still felt confident. We were playing yeah. really well and, and we yeah. just got better as the game went on. I was going to say, the grew, like dictating play, dominating the style. Uh, and if you can rectify, like you say, the two the two yeah. counter-attacking moments, because yeah. there's not going to be many teams, this is the thing I was saying, there's not going to be many teams that are going to come to Elland Road this season and try and go toe-to-toe with possession. Southampton mm. were, I think they had 900 plus passes in their first game of the season. Leicester went behind, uh, found a way to come back. We went behind yeah. and found a way to come back to, to resolve the situation. Uh, um, apart from the Southampton team, I don't think many are going to play us off the park. So it's going to be, you know, they're going to be a lot of park the buses moments. And yeah. if we can break teams down early doors, um, then it's going to be. And the other, the other big moment of the game for me was seeing our captain Liam Cooper was the, you know, the catalyst to get the win the header and how brave he was. Um, yeah. And just fingers crossed that it's not going to be a long termer because hope. it did look like a nasty injury. So, mm-hmm. um, but he, he started basically he started that comeback. He galvanised it, you know. That leadership is something that we're going to absolutely we're going to absolutely yeah. need this year. Um, speaking of which, um, we're talking about this before the Shrewsbury game. Um, so we've got uh, nothing to tell you about that, I'm afraid, because it hasn't happened yet. Um, but more excitingly, um, we're going to have on the show right now one of those leaders that I was just referring to. Um, we're going to have Ethan Ampadu coming on. Um, I'm sure we've got lots to talk to him about. He had a pretty de- decent showing at the weekend there. Eh? Yes, yeah, superstar. Big, big fan of his, by the way. What a signing. If he's worth eight million, right, I reckon he, he's an absolute snip. You talk about players that that we've signed some in the past for, where you might think, oh, decent 
price tag that and we haven't quite seen it maximise out but then I'm seeing Ethan in the pre-season games and that game at the weekend I'm going we have got an absolute steal here well, what a play and if there's anything uh, what I what scratched my head at um, look and he's 22 I feel like I've, he's been around for ages <laughs> 44 caps for Wales and that and you're thinking how can this be at such a young age because I started at the, I got my first de- debut at 16 and a half and I'm thinking he started for Exeter when he was 15 he was you know, still at school like a James wow. Milner and an Aaron Lennon from the right. past gone by will lead so I'm looking forward to seeing because his performance was magnificent you're in the heart of the midfield on the pivot or the defensive midfield role and I think when you've got a quality core of leaders um, down the middle then uh, I'm, I'm all for that and he's one of them uh, and I can't believe we're saying that from such a young age so I'm cannot wait to hear what he's got to say so uh, without further ado one of the stars of uh, of the weekend's game Ethan Ampadu welcome to the show how you doing mate thank you very much yeah doing well uh, a bit tired after yesterday but normal but yeah pretty pretty good thank you that was um a, an interesting welcome to to the new league we find ourselves in there on Sunday how did that all go for you game of two halves you can say really to yeah. be honest like yeah. I'm sure when it was when we were 2-0 down there wasn't the best best feeling going around to be honest with you but you know I think we showed in the second half you know what what we can do even the first half we, we dominate quite a bit just they had two chances and scored off both of them right yeah, yeah. that's football at the end of the day um, but yeah definitely the second half uh, could take a lot of positives out of it to, and a lot to build on but yeah it was a it was a good start I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed my first start at Lynn Road so I've got to say it was two coach killing moments I hate them games played them before Ethan you know what I mean it's the domination of the first half as well as the second half was brilliant now it's just that sucker punch so I was I was doing the LUTV and I was having a chat and trying to say at half time about what Daniel Farker would be saying in there so can you just give us a little just quick little insight as to to what went down in there what was said or what what, what was shown did you get shown the positive moments in the first half yeah I think so obviously you can't take away the two goals because they were half time with two nil down yeah but it was more about talking about the positive bits what we needed to do stay calm you know not trying to go long ball trying to keep playing the way we did um because even through the first half we we create a lot of opportunities a lot of moments um through the way we play um so really and truly it was just about about doing that and staying calm and staying patient with it yeah obviously it helps when you score a goal quite quickly but even if we hadn't we were all confident enough that we were going to get back into the game. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was basically the, the message. Well, I mean, from an outsider and a fan's point of view, I'd much rather watch Leeds United every week than I'm going to be watching Cardiff City, that's for sure, because if they're playing <laughs> in my back door, I'm switching that off, I'm telling you. So that, no, that was, it was pleasing on the eye. <laughs> Welsh fans not might, not, might not like me if I agree with that, so I won't say anything about <laughs> you that. Can, you can sit that one out, that's all right. <laughs> but it was it was good um, to see the, the second half performance because... You know, and it's something I do want to talk to you about, you know, the Ellen Road crowd and, and the pressure that comes with playing in front of um, a sellout crowd at Ellen Road, particularly after relegation. And so now we're 2-0 down at half time, And a lot of teams, a lot of players could could wilt under that pressure, but we didn't at all. So um, what is it like when you go out to that to that crowd? Um, you know, your, your debut um, in, a, in an actual competitive match for Leeds. What's it like going out at half time? second half and it's you're 2-0 down and that crowd's there does that have an added impact of pressure or do you actually do you live off that does that help you does that did that carry you in the second half I think we showed yesterday that we relish it um, right. it gives us that extra push obviously last year I was on the other side of it I was on the bench for Chelsea um, when when you guys had won 3-0 at home Right. so I already knew what on a good day how amazing the crowd could be um, but I think yesterday at half time going in second half showed 
Like they they really do stay behind us, even when like say one of one of the halves hasn't gone so well. Um, and yeah, like you said, it, it gives you that push, it gives you that extra little bit of bite. And and yeah, I think just the second half we dominated quite a lot, and and I think the fans definitely paid a part of that. Well, you've just ticked the boxes for the fans there because that for me, I've played a lot of games there at Ellen Road. I had some major European nights, but I was actually saying on that yeah. day, that Chelsea match when it was 3-0, that's one of the yeah. craziest atmospheres I've ever seen at Ellen Road. So um, obviously that that's resonated with what you what you had witnessed. Was that part? The, did that play a part when you were going to, when you heard Leeds were interested in coming here? Did you realise that, oh, this could be a place where I can really settle in because of that that fan base? Yeah, no, definitely. It's one of those where we're, we're in the league we're in now, um, Obviously, as, as you as you know, the history of Leeds is it's a massive, massive club, um, and comes with that is is a massive support. Um, so yeah, definitely everything around the the Leeds package played a massive part of that. How are you? Um, how are you settling in in the city? Um, I mean, you've you've been here what like a month or so now, maybe. Yeah. Um, how, how are you all finding it? How are you settling in? Honestly, pretty easy to be fair. Um, as you guys know, you, you speak to lads quite a bit. They're all they're all pretty easy to get on with. Um, pretty easy to, to you know to to welcome me in. So that's obviously been a help. In terms of city, I haven't really spent too much time in there. It's typical. It sounds I'm quite. I don't want to say I'm a boring guy. I just go training. <laughs> I go home. Right. My little one's been up here once, so I just kind of spend the time with him. But when he's not been here, he obviously moving, moving house, everything. So when everything gets settled, he'll move up here. So yeah. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for him to come up to to really see really see what Leeds is about. That's interesting. That's because obviously you're only you're only 22, but you've yeah. been. All over, you know, you've been at Chelsea since you were a kid, yeah. but then you've been out on loan a couple of places. Now you're at Leeds. How hard is that with a young family? And especially just being so young yourself, like you said there, so your family's not up yet, that you've just come yourself to begin with. Girlfriend's been up, so it's been quite easy. Um, right. She she takes care of me quite well, so right. I can't complain with that. To be to be fair, obviously it has its challenges um, have, having a baby, but it's the best thing ever. Um, and I'll always say that. So really and truly, it's just been exciting being able to, he's 11 months now. Okay. So he lived in he lived in Italy with us last year, obviously. So it was more just exciting to be able to live in a different culture with him. Um, obviously, he can't really run around or do or do a lot like that yet. So all all has to come. But for now, it's just been creating the little memories, and it's been exciting to to be able to do it here and everywhere. Um, you have one life, so you really and truly got experience as, as much as you can. Wow! Yeah, I love that, mate. That's that's probably you got to embrace it. I remember I've got I've got twin boy and girl. They've just turned sixteen, Ethan. So make the most of it, pal, because I grow up damn quickly. But I, no, I made definitely. a transition from England to go and take them over to Australia when they were two years of age, and um, oh, really? it seemed like a great thing at the time. But when you when the kids have got projectile <laughs> vomiting on the flight going to Australia, me and the wife are thinking, what are we doing here, man? This could be an absolute nightmare. But like you say, you embrace it. Life experiences, eh? No, definitely. That was definitely a challenge. It sounded like a, a long flight with twins. So, yeah. Mate, tell us about it. But they've survived. We've, we've got through it, but we're back in England now. Sunny England, not. Today, it's not too bad, to be fair. I had a player sign with me at a very, very similar time back in 99-2000. He came from Chelsea, a defender, okay. Michael Dubry. Now, yeah. Dubs, we lived together in a hotel for three months and it was so funny. He, he'd come from the London scene and he was coming to Leeds and it was so funny. He used to, he used to ring me up and, and knock on my door and say, Bridgie, we're going out. I need, I need to get some food in town. I'm like, dude, it's 11.30 at night, man. He was like, yeah, this is what we do in London. And I was like, hey, everywhere, shut. This does not happen up here. And it used to yeah, annoy yeah, the hell out think... of him. So you're not one of them, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. My Everything with me gets done pretty early. But I had that the other day. My girlfriend grew up in London. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted to go to one of the shops to buy something, but they here obviously the shop shop shut at yeah. eight o'clock, don't they? Whereas <laughs> yeah, obviously as you say the same story in London, it's it's on till midnight. So yeah, 
I had that same experience. Dude was his biggest pain in his backside. He was like, man, <laughs> but he, we adapted. He, he got the culture right in the end. We just had uh, Charlie on last week, who um, I just mentioned there about how you've got a, you've got a young son, um, and we had Charlie Cresswell on last week, um, and his dad used to play for Leeds. Um, but am I right in saying that your dad was a footballer as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, was there an inspiration there? Did he offer you any advice as you've been coming up through the ranks? And, and is it something that you're going to hopefully pass on yourself? Well, I hope so. Um, I hope he'll, he'll grow up to be better than me. Um, right now, he's not really playing with, with the football so much. Sure, sure. Hopefully, as he, as he gets older, we'll, we'll give him a football a little bit more. Um, but, but growing up, to be honest, my dad was always there for advice if if I needed it or if he felt like he needed to tell me something. But it's been always rather a, a father-son with me and my dad rather right. than a player and a coach. That's nice. There's obviously things to speak about when you make a move, you go on loan or, or this move here to Leeds, um, which you can have a more serious chat. But... It's been quite helpful. My dad's just tried to, to, to let me get on with it and, you know, make mistakes myself, experience things myself, and then be there for, for when it's needed. And I think, as you say, growing up when you're when you're around a father who plays football, you kind of just get drawn into, into that lifestyle right. anyway. Um, so I think naturally, but then that compared with or combined with every kid grows up wanting to be a footballer, um, I think that just made that sort of attraction to football a little bit stronger. And did he play a major part in you being so grounded? Because I've done some research, Ethan, I've been looking. Play, youngest player to play for Exeter, youngest player to play for Chelsea, the amount of caps that you've got for Wales, I'm thinking, hang on, this guy, like, how, how do you stay so level-headed? Yeah, like you said, my mum, my dad, my sister, also my, my girlfriend now, um, if if I'm ever out of line, I'm, <laughs> they're, they're the first ones to tell me. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty hard for me to, to get out of line, but... Um, yeah, they're definitely a massive part of, of who I am and what I am, what I am like now. I'm really looking forward to um, seeing not just, I mean, we're going to talk to Bridgie in a second about, he's been talking about some of your qualities that uh, that you're going to bring this year. Um, but I'm looking like, so you've been already been captain of Wales at, at 22. Like, it's crazy. I, can't, I feel like you've been around for years and you've achieved all this stuff. And then someone told me that you're only 22 today. And I was like, how is that even possible? I'm so looking forward to some of your um, leadership qualities this year. Because, you know, obviously we've retained a couple of lads from, from last season, but we're also trying to bleed through a lot of the younger ones. But you yourself must feel even at 22, like one of the senior players so I'm really looking forward to, to that is, is that something that you're even though you're new you're keen to play that kind of role I'd be comfortable to play that kind of role um, I think it's more to the position I play on the pitch right you know, you're in the centre you've kind of got to control everything if you're a little bit here then everywhere you sort of lose the, the middle of the pitch so I think that naturally comes with playing in the position I do but also growing up I always played an age group above or two age groups above right. so I think that side of it's helped me just grow as a person and become maybe more more of a mature person, which I think maybe sometimes I, I do forget that I'm only 22 as well. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think the good thing with, with that is I've got so much to learn and, and, and so much to develop. And from all the experiences that I've got so far, which I've been grateful for, I can use them to, to help others around me. And is, is that central midfield role where you're most comfortable or is centre half like what at Leeds where, where are you hoping to be uh, on the pitch <laughs> <laughs> what an answer that is anywhere well, I can't uh, argue anywhere. with like every footballer <laughs> <laughs> oh classic Matt, you know when you used to go for them interviews for the jobs and you used to look for it to get them big movies yeah, man. and all this, what's it like? I just wanted to get the just job. Just want to be in it, mate. Just want to be in it. No, exactly. Just just to play. Um, obviously, as, ev as everyone knows, I can play as a midfielder or as a defender. Um, in pre-season, his first game, I played as a midfielder. I feel comfortable in both. Normally, to be honest, my answer 
changes with that question, right. depending on where I've played recently. Um, so last year, if you'd asked me when I was in Italy and I played as a defender, I would have told you a defender. Um, but now being here, played as a midfielder, I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the role. Still got a lot to improve in it, but I've enjoyed it so far, and, and I feel pretty comfortable. What was that battle like um, against Cardiff the other day when you went up against Aaron Ramsey? Obviously, somebody that you're with at international level. Did you relish it? No, of course. I think you have to. Um, not just because I played with him at Wales, but the career he's had yeah. and how good of a career he's had. I don't need to to sit here and tell you how good of a player he is. But yeah, especially when you when you know someone on a on a personal level, you, you do relish the battles a little bit more. Was there any banter on the field between you? <sighs> I think just when the intensity went up a little bit in the second half. Um, other than that, no, not too much. You don't really have time to to banter too much on the pitch. I'd say if I try and banter him, he'll probably run off my back and score. So <laughs> pretty much got to Fair stay enough. concentrated. How are the crowds with you from like Cardiff? Uh, because obviously no love lost between the two sets of fans, but obviously you represent yeah. Wales and have done for, for a while now. So do the fans give you added grief or do they kind of leave you alone? I think just grief, any grief that playing for Leeds would have got you. Right. Obviously okay. on the day throughout that 90 minutes, they probably wanted me to lose. So right. yeah, I hope. That when I do go to Wales, they might they might like me again. But, um, <laughs> there, there, there was no bad banter, so it was okay. Oh, it was fine. fine. I've got to say, Matt, being a, being a player um, and having so many clubs as I did, I, I found that there's not many clubs around the country <laughs> fan bases like Leeds United fans. So you know, it's you find you get yeah. extra stick when you do play for Leeds, but it, that's what drives yeah. you, makes you want to want to do better and just shut them up. Do you know what I mean? No, exactly. Exactly that. That's the kind of incentive that we we take from that as players. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, speaking of Welsh internationals, obviously we've. Got, we've got Dan James at the club. Was that um, has that been helpful for you getting settled, having uh, having a teammate already here? No, oh, of course. I think when, you, like I said, we you know someone on a personal level, it's easy to to integrate within the team. Um, if I've ever needed any help around, you know, looking for this place or look at this place, he, him, and his family have, have said they've been they're going to be there to help out. So yeah, off the pitch that does help a lot, and obviously on the pitch you have that relationship with with them anyway. So um, yeah, it definitely helps the more people you know. My question, I'm going to throw one in there. Away from football, I love me golf. Um, but yeah. back back when I was playing, um, I, I joined when I was 19 years of age at Leeds United. We had a very, very young squad. So all me and a few of the lads used to do was just basically PlayStation, play Tiger Woods golf. It was pro evolution soccer. Yeah. There was the arguments of what, what was best. WWF wrestling on the computer, going out together. So what, what makes you tick? What, have you got any hobbies outside of Potter? Have you've talked about your family? Obviously a massive influence. What else you into? Is there music? Is there their food? I was always a, a big PlayStation guy. Come up from training, play PlayStation, have dinner, play PlayStation, sleep. <laughs> My girlfriend probably got quite annoyed with it. Um, but obviously having the little one, I don't really get that that much time to play PlayStation anymore. So what was your go-to game then? Call of Duty. Oh, you were COD it, man. It was FIFA. It was FIFA. Now I'm a, well, I say now. I still want to be a COD guy. And yeah. It's just finding time for it. You've just made my son's day because that's his goal. Yeah. And I keep telling him to get off it, but then dad gets a control nah, in his hand. Nah, nah. I'm 45 and I still get sucked into having a game. Oh, with man. Him. I would love to see you play Call of Duty. I'll be the same as you. <laughs> oh, we'll oh, Bridgie, we'll get you um, on because Pat, Pat likes playing. As well. Pat's pretty decent, you know. Uh, Bamford's good. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's all right, is Pat. Um, but obviously, he's got a little one now as well. So I don't imagine he gets yeah. much time on there. Uh, time goes. I would love to get you two. Mate, get, me, get me involved. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised head head. by the old boys once yeah, I've got mate. my glasses on mate these laser eyes I'll tell you alright we'll do, we'll do it. me and you Bridgie and we'll do Ethan and Pat how about that we'll have a two on two done we'll get, get some up and running I'll be confident apart from that uh, I tried to play golf as well obviously it, I think now in football everyone that plays football plays golf as well yeah. 
Um, yeah. Here, there's a lot of people that play. I've not played since I've been up here yet. But then I found it hard in the past. Every year, I kind of had a back injury. So I couldn't really play golf. Obviously, I had to focus on, on football more. There's a lot of good courses around here. So hopefully, I can really get there's some it. very good courses. But mm. if it's going to affect your back, mate, I'm not going to recommend it. Just keep <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good now. It's all good now. The problem is with my golf, it's very inconsistent. Like the bad is bad. And that's everyone, mate. The, the good's okay, but the bad is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the bad which kills me. Something else we've got in common then. <laughs> <laughs> if it was an average bad, it'd be okay, but because the bad is bad. I know, mate. It's it's a stupid game, isn't it? But like, I just keep coming back to it. I don't know what it is about it. but It's it's the bug. It's the one good shot. It's the yeah. feeling of the one good shot that, that, that reels you back in. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a it's a great that it's a great couple of hours. So Matt, what I was the question it. you were going to say before? You said you had something for me that was going to embarrass Ethan, and you've got me like thinking, what the hell is it? Because we we don't know each other personally. So what you got? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. The, uh, the link is you were just no, you were raving about him earlier about uh, the way he played uh, at the weekend and in the in the in the friendlies. And I want you to just yeah. elaborate a little bit on um, what you think Ethan's skill set's going to bring to us this year. Like not just obviously I talked about his leadership, but I mean his actual physical attributes, and then see. If uh, if that resonates with him, I never said anything like that. I said it was the worst signing ever this season. What you're on about? <laughs> I should have got taken off. No, to be fair, you know what I've got to say. Man. Like uh, you can just shut your ears off here. I'll just this one's for the fans. You know, it's just lovely to have a um, such a, a young player, but coming with so much experience. And I think what I've seen from your performances, you're versatile. It's another massive tick in the box. The energy levels um, that you and uh, you and uh, Archie got through in the midfield was mm. absolutely tremendous against Cardiff, as as I've seen you in the obviously the the previous matches. The, you just break down place so well, and that's what I love because we're under, under Daniel Farker's um, style, when we've got our fullbacks pushing high and wide, and it's a little bit disjointed more towards Luke Eel inside, which you've always got to have that transition moments when teams are going to defend in deep blocks, and then there's going to be a counter attack, and you know the way you read the game and you you sniff out the opposition attacking, you win the ball back, and then what it is it's that pass into the into the feet of the front lads to let them go and go and do their business so energy levels passing attributes um the the breakup of play and the the leadership the, you were you know you've got a young lad alongside you in the Cardiff game and you've you've played from the age of 15 16 17 you understand what Archie Gray will be going through so to have somebody alongside him knowing that he's looking up at you um I I, I thought it was a, the dynamics were tremendous in that midfield so there you go I'm not acting as your age I'm just giving you a big up and saying <laughs> you've set the standard and the bar very high and um, Leeds fans <laughs> have got to be super impressed with the player that we have got now mm. Matt because um, yeah. for me the value for money and what we what we have uh, um, have with Ethan is, is tremendous what was it uh, what was it like playing alongside Archie actually I know a lot of fans would be keen to, to hear about how he is on yeah. the field because you know what an assured and composed performance it was from a young lad yeah honestly pretty easy obviously played with him alongside him a couple times in pre-season obviously mm -hmm. in training you, you play with everyone but honestly in the game pretty easy I don't think I have to sit here and big him up to, to any of you I think right. everyone saw what he can do and I think what, what the good thing is, is and the scary thing is um, for, for opposition is that he's so young mm. um, and he's still got such a long way to go but he's already at such a high level it's just about keeping that on and, and I do really believe that he will I think I think that's it. I think what he showed is is the is the base, and I think he can kick on again. Um, obviously, it's going to take time. He's young; he's got to learn stuff. I've got to learn stuff. Um, hopefully, we we can learn the stuff together, and you know, and and, and that, like you said, that Cardiff game is is a base, and we can both kick on. Um, but yeah, honestly, to play to play alongside him against Cardiff was was pretty easy. He's comfortable on the ball. 
he does his defensive work off it. Um, so yeah, he, he made it pretty much easy for me as well. <laughs> Ethan, just a little bit of advice. You've obviously come from a big club and you know, you've been at Chelsea and when you're finding you're in Premier League clubs as I, as I did um, for a couple of years before I came to Leeds with Sunderland, you tend to find that the, the big signings come in and your, your time is limited or you're not getting as much game time as like in the Premier League and obviously coming down to the Championship is not where we want to be as Leeds players but I saw Archie Gray a couple of years ago um, in Australia when he came pre-season tour and I thought okay. wow this kid's got something special you don't want to big it up too much you know to, the hard work starts now for him but yeah. there's a lot of players now at Leeds United that have come through and are, are a lot younger that have got a huge opportunity in the Championship because um, you're going to get more game time than you would in the Premier League so is there any advice you can pass on for to them? Honestly just just to do what they do on a daily basis. Obviously, everyone everyone here trains the way they play. Um, that's the that's the standard we, not we, like me personally, but that's the standard we as a collective um, demand off each other. So it it really really and truly just be just keep doing what you're doing every day. When when the time comes, be free, express yourself. Um, I think I think that's the best thing. When if you can if you get too nervous, sometimes that can affect your game. But if you just play free, play how you want. And, and play your style because the reason you play is because of how you play as a person so it's just to play your style play free and play easy love it how's it been under uh, under the new boss Daniel Farker um, is, did you have a relationship with him previously had he tried to sign you before for, for Norwich uh, we, we, we had spoken in the past right there's interest when, when he was at Norwich from me at Chelsea obviously nothing ever developed but obviously when right. You know, a manager wants to sign you again. Um, obviously, gives you a lot of of confidence that he believes in what you can do. Um, I've enjoyed working under him. What I, what I like about him as well is that he's honest. Um, mm. He'll tell you as it is. If you if you trained well, if you played well, we'll give you the credit. But also, if you haven't, um, no matter who you are in this in the team, whether you're young or one of the old experienced lads, that he'll tell you. Right. It doesn't matter who you are. It really and truly, it's just about making the team better, um, which which I think is a good thing in. Yeah, I think that demand that demand in training every day. I think you can see from from the from the first game and the preseason games how how our style of play is, and obviously yeah. we've still got a lot to develop on that. So yeah, um, I've I've enjoyed the the first couple of weeks. Is that something you thought about when you obviously knew the interest that you didn't just dive straight in the chance? Do you? I, I used to think clubs that were after my signature, and there wasn't that many to be fair. So I wasn't <laughs> I didn't have the luxury you had having, <laughs> having a few clubs after you. Obviously, if you know what his style of football was like, and that could obviously enhance your style. You're going to see a lot of the ball in that uh, the build up play when they're playing through. The third so is that what you looked at there Ethan? No definitely uh, on the ball off the ball yeah. what he demands of you as a player um, like you said how you want to play the, the fact that he wants you to touch the ball a lot being yeah. a possession based team yeah all of those things um, help me help me choose leads and, and, and working under him. We um, spoke to Charlie a bit last week about the training and one of the things yeah. that I enjoyed the most about that Cardiff game was going right to the very end. I mean, Leeds were just constant pressure all the way to the end. They look really, yep. really fascinated there. You look really fit. Um, how hard's training been? Has it been, has it been tough? Um, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've read a few things about what he's been having you doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I joined maybe a week or two after. Okay. So I think when I joined, we had more of the pre-season game. So training gets managed a little bit first sure. so you're ready for the games but yeah training's still been intense or even if we've done like small sided games or boxes the the demand's still been still been high and making sure you're 100% in every drill um 
I missed out on a little bit. That, don't 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 say anything. But I missed out on a couple of the running bits by coming in a little bit later. I just felt to say, not only is he mature, right, for his age, but he's also smart because what he's done, he realised a bit of interest from Leeds. It's pre-season. Yeah, Hang on, it out a bit. Let's, uh, he ring, text a few of the boys like Dan James and say, "Listen, when when do the games start, lads? Because I don't fancy yeah. this running drills. You're, you're a clever lad, man." Yeah, I wish that was the case, but um, but no, yeah. So so training is intense, um, which right. I think maybe in the present moment moment um some people might not enjoy it some people enjoy the hard work more than others um, right. but then again i think i think in the, in the game you, you could see that that we could go until the very end and mm. and like i say another scary thing is it's only the first game yeah um once you know the match fitness comes in each game i think yeah we're, we're really going to see the benefit of it well matt you know you'd like to see me playing cod i would like yeah. to see you i'm gonna i'm gonna get in touch with the staff there right i'm gonna get in touch with the, the boys i'm gonna run the pre-season schedule the the running drill mate and i'm gonna i'm gonna see you do four drills for the you runs know, and you're, you're gonna get your running this. get make sure them running trainers are ready. not a chance yeah. mate i played at ellen road once years ago um in a charity match and i, I couldn't believe how big it was for a start like when you get out on the pitch and i'm like i yeah. can't be running i can't be running up and down here for, for half an hour never mind 90 minutes no it was um, <laughs> it is a fright it's a wake up call not for me that now Ethan you thought you were going to get away lightly mate You've, um, I've been looking at a few pictures I've been doing my research right Okay. you had this incredible okay. haircut as a young lad right yeah. so there's yeah. two questions involving one are we going to see yeah. that haircut come back or are them days gone <laughs> what inspired you to have that haircut and who was your idol growing up because I don't know whether that might have had an influence <laughs> on the haircut if there was somebody in the past that was your hero honestly no one had an influence on my hair <laughs> believe it or not my hair just was what it was a lot of people get their their hair done properly into dreads i'll be honest mine was growing up my hair was like it is now obviously a bit bit long and a bit bigger my mum would be on to me about brushing it make like getting rid of the getting rid of the knots getting rid of the tangles i was too lazy i didn't want to and then <laughs> so it was just all natural was it may look banging yeah over a long period of time and then if one bit was too clumped together my mum would cut up through it so then like make it into a dread <laughs> It's probably not the best way to have dreads, but it, like I said, it, it was what it was. So oh, good, mate. it was something unique. Them days are gone then. It's not, not going to return. I don't think so. Not for now. Not for now. So who was your idol growing up then? It changed. It went from, I used to play as a striker, believe it or not, not got many goals. Um, but growing up, I was a striker. I used to score a couple and I was a big, big, big Drogba fan. Okay. Um, so he was my idol growing up. I used to be number 11, um, play as a striker. Um, and obviously... As I went further back down the pitch, obviously, being a Chelsea fan growing up, I could look at John Terry and also I enjoyed watching Sergio Ramos. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story in Didier Drogba because I played, um, there was a centre-half at Leeds United called Jonathan Mudgate. Went on to play yeah. for Real Madrid and Newcastle United and we played Marseille in the semi-final for Newcastle and I'd never seen Drogba previously and I hadn't seen many people run Jonathan Mudgate in a game where he was good in the air, he was fast-paced, he could read yeah. the game and man this guy destroyed him and we just went like what is this all about who is this geezer and then the next thing you know he signed for Chelsea and it was just I think every time Woody yeah. had to play against him in the future he just like faked an injury or something oh, <laughs> so he really? didn't have to go up against this guy and I, back from that day yeah, well Didier Drogba killed it, he kind of killed the strikers union because you know we used, to, we used to be the 4-4-2 two players up front and he could do it by himself and then when Didier joined Chelsea and he became he was the the main focal point and teams realised he could just play with one striker and he would still score goals and man yeah. he, he killed me because it was less positions up front <laughs> <laughs>
But what a player, mate. So that's a very good idol to have. Yeah. So uh, back to Leeds. Um, obviously, promotion is is our goal this year. Um, but as you've said, it's we're one game down. We've got a long way to go. What does a successful debut season look like for A, for you personally, and then B, for, for Leeds United? We're not really setting too much targets right. for, for us. Everyone knows the expectation. Yeah. Um, we all know that from the outside what the expectation is and, and where we want to be. And like I said, everyone knows where we want to be. We all want to be in the Premier League. Um, Leeds deserves to be in the Premier League. So obviously that that's what we're aiming, that's what we're fighting for. But we also understand that for that to happen, you've got to think about each and every game. Yeah. Um, it comes, maybe it sounds a bit stereotypical and I'm, and I'm not trying to be like that, but really and truly that's just the way it is. Yeah, you got to take it week by week, I guess. No, of course. A successful season for me is playing as many games as I can, growing as a player, um, developing as a player. And then I think at the end of it, you can say getting, making sure that our expectations and and uh, what everyone wants is achieved. I think that's also the expectation of everyone. Obviously, I'd like to score a couple of goals as well. I think that that, that would always be nice. Um, but yeah, that, that that's, the, that's the main focus for this year. Um, a positive year and, and it's, you know, doing what we all believe we can do. There's that striker influence coming out again. He wants to get the goals there, man. Yeah. I love that stuff, you see. I'll take it. I'll take I've only it. got one, so I missed him. We get all the glory, man. Now, most important <laughs> question of all, right? This is the big one, because I'm a foodie. Yeah. I love me food. Um, okay. Always have done it. was my biggest nemesis when I played, because the hips got bigger. So, <laughs> Yorkshire puddings. Are you a Yorkshire pudding man? Have you tried one? What are you, what are you going with? Oh yeah, hundred percent Yorkshire pudding on a on a Sunday roast. Yeah, man. I thought that I thought they go together. I'll be honest. See, he's he's in, he's in. This is from growing up as well. Even in my household, growing up, you'd always have a, a Yorkshire pudding. I thought it was just a necessity. There you go. I try to take them all around the world. I'm not sure if you do in America, Matt, but the I have <laughs> a lot of friends and family around. Yeah. Uh, well, friends, family, no, over in Australia for this Sunday dinner. And um, we put these yeah. Yorkshire puddings on the Aussies' plates, and they're like, oh, "What is that?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, it's a pudding." Oh, really? and they're like, "What a savoury pudding!" And oh, really? it's funny. I, I turned half of them, and half of them were disgusted. So they're hard to find good ones over here. But if you get people do like them, if they're done properly, yeah, they like yeah, them. I think it has to. It has to be. It's not a Sunday roast about one, really, is it? So this is the hard hitting journalism that you only get at the official Legion United podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ethan Amphadu, huge Yorkshire pudding fan. There we go. <laughs> yep, I can agree to that. <laughs> From me personally, Ethan, I want to um, I embarrass you there. Quality signing, mate. And I wish you all the best for the remainder of your contract in this season. And um, just keep the standards high, pal, and enjoy the journey. I definitely will do. Thank you very much. Thank you for the welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, the fans are, um, have really enjoyed uh, your first couple of games and, and we're looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season brings, mate. Really appreciate you joining us on the show today. Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, there we go. New sign, Ethan Ampadu. How was that? Very good. How, how mature is he, by the way? Like, I know, mate. You know, Charlie Cresswell last week. He was he's still, still just on a on a high from you know he's he getting the contract signed and coming away from the European, and then somebody calculated that you know yeah. he's a family man. He's got all the caps under his belt uh, and just kept it so calm and composed and just a very very calculated and mature man. If uh, if Archie Gray is going to be playing alongside this young this young man, mm -hmm. I, well, the young fella's playing alongside the other young fella, uh, and I just. Think 
think it's a, it's a great addition to the squad, and I'm, I was super impressed with how mature he was for his age, man. Yeah, I love the mentality of him, and um, and I think that you know, obviously, you want players of technical ability and whatnot, but I think it's equally important when we have such a young squad yeah. that we have that we have people with with heads like that, and um, and, and the maturity and the and the leadership skills um, that he appears to to very much have. I mean, I think he's going to make a big impact on some of them. I keep saying youngsters as if he's not 22, but you know, you know what I mean? Like he's going he's gonna to have a big impact on them them younger lads coming through, like Archie and Cressy and that. So, yeah, what a great chat that was. I really enjoyed that. Different class. The good thing I'm happy with, mate, that he's not going to bring the um, that hairstyle back. Hey, I rated it, mate. I, I think you oh, yeah. suit you, that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Mate, my wing-backs are pushing on very... Look at the like, every day, the wing-backs push on more and more, pal, and it gets great. <laughs> If I can see you playing Call of Duty with dreadlocks, that's my life made, that, isn't it? <laughs> so we've got a golf day sorted. We've got a Call of Duty day sorted. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to have some some good time in the off-season when we get promoted, aren't we? We certainly will. Well, I'll tell you what, I might surprise you, mate. I might just pop over after Christmas for a bit of sunshine and we'll get them oh. all done and dusted in a oh. week. Sounds good to me, mate. Let's do that. <laughs> well, obviously, this is um, this has been after the Shrewsbury game, but we recorded it before. Um, so Birmingham is uh, is our, our next fixture this weekend, round two of our championship campaign. Birmingham City, what do you think, Bridgie? Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, to back up after witnessing what we were all about with the possession based football, the attacking style. Um, coming up against a team that'll, you know, they'll, they'll want to come out and, and impress and drawn with a team that are a good possession based team in Swansea, getting the the one one result in their first game. That was a, a result that I didn't see coming. I thought Swansea would have would have done them over. So they've showed they've got a bit more resilience and resolve. Uh, mm-hmm. That was their away game compared to what they had last season. Yeah. It was a stop start. They've got Tom Brady. Brady involved. The big news yeah. was Tom Brady, mate. You know, obviously, you know a lot more about that than me. I think that would have inspired a lot of the fans um, and the players. So what, what's what's going on there? Well, I'm, I'm hoping that at maybe at halftime we can have a Russell Westbrook v Tom Brady tear up on the pitch. Um, <laughs> that would be ideal. But Class. yeah, interesting, isn't it? We've got a lot of uh, big, big American sports stars getting involved in uh, in our little old game. I'm not sure how much he's going to be involved hand uh, hands on in uh, in the club. Um, but hey, look, anything that's 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 raising the the, the profile of uh, of English football around the world and stateside is gonna is gonna be beneficial on the whole. Um, and I'm just I'm just intrigued to see where it's all gonna go, particularly the championship, you know, because outside the Premier League globally, it's. Uh, it feels like a bit of a, a bit of a gap, really. You know, you've got the Premier League gets all the all the money, all the all the interest, um, and so it's interesting now to see a few of the Championship clubs and teams that are outside of the, the the Premier League getting some more recognition and some more coverage. And I think that'll only be be beneficial for everyone. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you, mate. And um, like you were saying about the the other thing that they've got as well is a, is a new. We've got an experienced manager that knows this division, and Daniel Farker, the boss as we call him, um, to get mm-hmm. us and and you know they've boomed and gone for. Johnny Eustace, ex-player, I've played against him in the past and that, but assistant manager and caretaker managers. So this is a, a, another big challenge um, for him going forward. So, you know, we've got that advantage as well. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what, what goes on mate, um, this, this weekend and hopefully we can back up the performance and make sure that we come away with the three points. So very, very confident and positive about this weekend, I am. Likewise, likewise. Well, thanks again for another great week, Bridgie. And hopefully we'll be back on next week to talk about three points. Great to see you, big man. See you guys. 